Welcome to Hour of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neil. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? I'm pretty good. Cool, good. But I don't think we have a lot of time for pleasantries this week. Oh no, there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of things to be to be discussing yeah. and to give hot takes on. Agreed. It's Strong always agreed. good when you it's always good when you record a podcast on a Monday because you get to be the first person, the first people that record something about a like, new announcement. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, my week's been fine. Good. Nothing, nothing important has happened. Uh, I'm going to be in Scotland for the next four days. I'm excited about that. Ooh, nice. That'll be cool. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Scotland. Yeah. Um, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I really have to say. I have, a lot, I have a lot to say about everything else, but about me personally, meh, that's about it. How about yourself? Yeah, uh, I'm pretty good. Pretty excited, to be honest. Um, again, just to talk about all of the cool things we can talk about today. Um, Sweet. I've kind of given up wanting to play Standard at all. So I've been playing a bit of Arena over the past week, and I uh, like just Esper's dead. Esper's completely dead. Like any iteration I've tried to play, it just just doesn't work. Like Stacks just isn't a deck anymore. Esper Hero, I was having a bit of fun with, and then suddenly that's not a thing anymore now. As like more people just switch to the Golos deck, and then I even switched to like a quote unquote budget version of the Golos deck myself because. I don't have rare wild cards to get <laughs> enough like <laughs> geese. <laughs> sure. Uh yeah, it's uh it's just it's just not fun. It's really boring. I I feel like like from my experience both playing and watching standard with like the Mythic Championship at the weekend, it feels like now more than ever the format is just more about who wins the die roll. That's how magic has worked for a long time regardless of format. <laughs> It has, but it just feels like in standard at the moment. Like once once you're behind, you just have no way to get ahead. You've got no way to recover. Well, well based on one of the things that happened today, the stack state might be more pliable. I doubt it, but yeah, we we do have that awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so bad now. It's so bad. But yes, regardless, we do have the awesome banner restricted announcement that was moved forward. We've yep. got some changes. Yeah, there was a lot of discussion like between the announcement being moved up to like a couple of days ago. Yeah, about like loads of other cards that people would consider banning. Um, I know that because when it first got moved up, it was like, okay, Philoblade's going to get banned. We can move on. Yeah, and there's been a lot of interesting discussion about what what could potentially be banned, what should be banned, whether that should be Oko, whether that should be Nissa. Yeah. Yeah, should be Deferi, anything yep. like that, um, which are probably all things that probably should be banned. But and and then it came today. It's like, oh, Field of the Dead's banned. It's like, okay, <laughs> is anyone surprised? No, no, nobody's surprised. I think like I took part in a lot of discussions over the weekend about you know what would be banned on Monday, what might be banned on Monday, what could be banned on Monday, what should be banned on Monday, and I unanimously everybody I spoke to was very much saying you know Field of the Dead will be banned or Field of the Dead should be banned. I think there was no dispute about that at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right, there were so many other cards, and if it was down to me, there probably would have been like five cards banned today. I, I definitely would have banned Field of the Dead. Uh, I probably would have banned Golos. Uh, I would have banned Oko, Teferi, and Nyssa. But <laughs> they're just, they, they aren't, they, they would never ban Oko for a start, because it's like the big cool chase mythic in the new set that hasn't even been out for a month yet. It's been out three weeks. Like, <laughs> Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, that was never going to happen. They were never going to do that. Um, and, and I don't know, if, if, if you're not banning Oko, then you probably don't need to ban Teferi. But you should probably still ban Nissa. But I, I don't know. I think, like, over this past week, especially the, with the, the amount of arena I've played, I just have lost any interest in playing standard at all. It's just, it's not fun. Not fun in the slightest. Yeah, just, uh, you know, the one time green becomes the most oppressive colour in a format for once, and then the format's just crap anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so no, no one enjoys that. I mean, you know, uh, the deck that won the Mythic Championship wasn't that green. It wasn't green in the way that the Goldust deck's green. That's true. Or, or like the food deck, I guess. That is true, but, you know, when is it correct to use Mythic Championship slash Pro Tours for any real, you know, real quantifiable data about a former. Oh, is it like a 64-person tournament, something like that? Something like that. A 64-person tournament, which had a couple of automatic buys into day two, uh, client issues, which forced people to, like, lose the games because Arena crashed. Uh, you had people that went... So in, like, day one, half of the people that went, like... Um, four three made the cut to day two, and then the other half of people that went four three didn't make the cut for day two, on like tiebreakers alone, which they had like no control over. Yeah, what a great tournament! Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was fairly entertaining for what I, I watched of it, but I think a lot of oh, that yeah, yeah. was was due to the fact that there are there are some some very entertaining good personalities within within that tournament and. Yeah, like as much as over forty percent of the field were Golos field of the dead decks, they made an effort not to show those on camera. So you got to see, I guess, like the underdog decks perform and perform well. So there was some, there was some definitely good stories. Um, I felt like Manguchi was very close to taking down the tournament. He's always just a fantastic player to watch. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, like Li Shi Tian was probably my favorite story of the tournament. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, they. He came on obviously with his his face covered like the like the protesters in in Hong Kong and did the sort of salute with it with his hand over his eye and yeah there was no sort of attempt to to forbid that or censor censor that or hide that at all from Wizards of the Coast in any way which which I you got to respect them for doing that definitely yeah I like I like to think that that's just because you know they're okay with not necessarily they're on the, the same side as the the protesters in Hong Kong but they're okay with people making political statements i suppose yeah for sure something like that but also there is that sort of burning feeling in the back of my head being like well they saw how badly that went for blizzard (laughs) (laughs) so even if they wanted to they probably shouldn't because the backlash would be absurd yeah but uh, yeah i like i like to think they did it because you know they felt some kind of solidarity with with that cause hopefully yeah is he is he back on twitter yes he is yeah yeah. okay cool because his twitter account got shut down for like a few hours yeah in very suspect circumstances, it did. Yeah, it was suspicious and worrying, but yeah, no, he is—he is fully back in control of his Twitter account now. Excellent, that's good. Yeah, good. Yeah, so I guess that's our rundown of the Mythic Championship. Yeah, it was. <laughs> do. It was. It was entertaining. Um, I probably wouldn't be in a in a rush to to watch it again anytime it's time soon. No, the fervent champion continues to be the fervent champion. Yeah, Javier Dominguez is is just a beast. Yeah, that's that's appropriate because he played a gruel. Yeah, there's a good joke there that I'm not smart enough to make. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know his lists. I don't even know if he played Quest and Beast, beast or not. You oh, assume just, so. You know, Gruul are known for their beasts, no? Yeah, they are. Yeah. So I mean, that was the that was a joke. Uh, you know, listeners can make the joke in their own head. Sure. <laughs> Enjoy that, right? Uh, before we get onto 
the big main topic that we're going to discuss. We'll briefly mention that Arkham's Astral was also banned in Pauper. It was, yeah. Yeah, that happened. People have been asking for that for a while. And then more recently, people have been thinking that other cards are more problematic than Astrolabe. Yeah, for sure. But Astrolabe's been banned and Ephemerate continues to be broken. So there's that. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if, if Ephemerate continues to be that much of a, of a powerhouse that it is currently, then yeah, absolutely. They'll probably just get hit in the next one. But mm-hmm. I am quite in favour of them banning Astrolabe just to see, I guess, a less homogenization of the decks hopefully it's just it's just a poor program of fetchlands it's fine i mean we should probably ban fetchlands as well but you know <laughs> Oof, that's a <laughs> that's a conversation for a different episode i mean yeah, or maybe yeah, it's not like, i mean just into yeah that's true <laughs> nice um i'm gonna now gonna stomp all over that segue for a second yeah go um, for it. <laughs> the, um, yeah i just think like in terms of power level fetchlands are fine i guess they make mana bases too good, but I think they're kind of fine. It's just the the actual like mechanics of playing with fetchlands are just laborious and bad in terms of like the, the amount of shuffling and the amount of whatever it involves in a game of Magic. I don't know. You probably shouldn't ban a card for that reason, but that's that's why they're bad. Sure. I don't know. I think I think that's why they're good because <laughs> because you get to brainstorm and then shuffle the bad cards away. That's why brainstorm should be banned in Legacy. No. Yes, absolutely. No, all right, all right. Just because you play... What's happened with you? What do you mean, what's happened with me? I've always thought that Brainstorm should be banned in, in Legacy. Know, it's great. It's not. It's a stupid card. <laughs> Deathrite Shaman died for the sins of Brainstorm. No, I don't know. This is absolutely a conversation for a different episode. Yes, I fully agree. Fully, fully agree. I think Deathrite Shaman had, has plenty of its own problems. The fact that it's one of the best creatures in Vintage is like a testament alone to that. Oh, yeah. The, the, the problems with... Deathrite Shaman is so many. Yeah. Why can't you cast it off a basic swamp? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> why is why is it a one two, not an O one? Why is it a relevant creature type? Oh, imagine if it died to Renin Six. Yeah, like it should have done. Yeah. Why is it a one two? <laughs> what no? What? Why? Why is it an elf? Why is it a relevant creature type that doesn't matter anymore? But why was it a relevant creature type as well? Like, who knows? Who knows? Why did you not have to play Forest to play a Manador? Who knows? What? Who knows what the thinking was behind it was when they, they designed that card? Well, you can start playing it again. You can, yeah. So I guess <laughs> <laughs> we, we'll take that's, you that's off segue with this one. For. So the, the other oh, thing yeah. that was announced today was the, the Pioneer format. Yep, don't like that name at all. Not to be confused with Frontier... Uh, Pioneer is a new non-rotating format which features cards from Return to Ravnica forward. It's coming to tabletop and Magic Online events very soon. Yes, um, this is—I mean, this is like the, the freshest hot takes you could possibly ask for. Yeah, since this was announced roughly four hours ago. It was, yeah, it was about four hours ago now. Yeah, so these are going to be hot takes that, in I don't know, by the time this episode actually goes live, are going to sound stupid and outdated, and we're even going to disagree with them. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> what's the point of starting your own podcast if you can't just yell about baseless nonsense for an hour? This is true. That's the reason we started this podcast. So, Pioneer is oh god, it's like so it's a non-rotating format. It is, yeah. I will, I will read what was written in the announcement article which is uh, the story of pioneer starts with modern years and years and years ago in 2011 to be exact modern was created as an in-between point for players not re- not yet ready for the deep dive legacy but looking for more ways to use their collection once cards rotated out standard it was 18 years after the first legacy legal set it was 18 years after the first legacy legal set was released that would be limited edition alpha and the gap needed filling which you know sure yeah so therefore pioneer becomes the new modern because it fills a gap between modern which is now the legacy in this analogy they've used and you get to put Pioneer in there to have, be a format that 
means you don't have to go back into modern, which is, I guess, a reason. <laughs> no, definitely. I, I think, like, as time goes on, modern is, is you know, it's, it becomes more hard, like, much more difficult to, to get into. Mm-hmm. More sets are released as card availability gets smaller as the player base gets wider. I, I think there is like there is like a genuine need for that in between format, and I think there has been for a while. Yeah, I agree. I know you have your own takes on this, <laughs> and takes I'm sure you're very excited to share. Um, but this thing is just like okay. So first of all, screw historic, I guess. Yeah, I mean historic's an arena only format. Yeah, but this is what this is. Pioneer sounds like. I mean, I haven't actually defined what Pioneer is. Pioneer is a non-rotating format that starts with Returns of Ravnica block up till now, and then will include every set after that. Yeah, which, right. like, so it's, that has a definition. Like, Historic doesn't really have a definition. No, it's just, like, old cards, I guess. It, yeah, it's, uh, like, cards that are currently programmed onto Arena, and then maybe some cards that we're just going to add for no reason, like Brainstorm and Wormcall <laughs> Engine. <laughs> Yeah, just put these in for no reason. They'll probably break the format, but it won't matter because no one's playing it. But I mean, but you also have to use like... two wild cards to get one. Like... Didn't they? Didn't they say they were going to stop doing that? Yeah, they did. Thankfully. Okay, cool. Yeah, because everyone was like, uh, "No." <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, a format I don't want to play, and now a reason I definitely don't want to play because I have to play double the wild card. Um, See, so yeah, it sounds like Pioneer is just everything people wanted historic to be yeah quite possibly yeah yeah which is like kind of frustrating i guess i don't know why they it's i guess it's the whole thing of arena and tabletop magic being completely different yeah they are. They're, they're two separate entities i think with the last sort of big state of the game i guess really or like the state of organized play post where they they had that nice graphic like the one good graphic i've seen for the past year and a half about magic organized play i think it was made quite clear that like tabletop and arena are two separate entities and probably should just be treated as so. Yeah, I agree. I think Pioneer is, is definitely a good thing for, for tabletop magic. I think it fills in that slot between modern and standard quite nicely and I I really like the point where they decided to start the format from as well. I think that like Return to Ravnica is, I guess, widely regarded as, as the as the starting point for for quote-unquote modern magic as in like not the format modern but like modern modernism like the time period like that's the the last time there was like a like a proper like real surge in in player bases and when they they really sort of ramped up the the production of of product as well yeah that's true it's like the modern age for magic i suppose yeah it's kind of disappointing it doesn't start in m15 with the new border yep yeah but i guess that that's sort of an arbitrary reason really it's just an aesthetically pleasing reason. It is aesthetically pleasing reason, and it's the reason. I guess it's kind of like the reason where modern had its starting point as well, because they had, you know, yeah, the, the new modern border. Um, yeah, so that was that was one of the things that I personally really liked about Frontier was that it started in M15 with the new border, because that it made sense. It was like it's a new border, the first set to have like the like the holofoil counterfeit stamp. Um, so you know whether a card can be is going to be legal in that format because it has that it has that border. But this is not frontier. There this are is some, not frontier. You're right. Yeah, there are there are some major differences. So first of all, we do have the fact that it starts at Return of Ravnica. So that's a whole seven sets sort of prior to the start of uh, Frontier. I love that you did quick off the cuff maths there. I did. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed that. <laughs> I uh, could hear the furious counting. Uh, and it has a ban list as well, which is something Frontier never had. Yes, it does. So the ban list for Pioneer currently is five cards. That is Bloodstained Mire, Flooded Strand, <coughs> Polluted Delta, Windswept Teeth, and Wooded Foothills. Yep. Fetch lands. Yeah. Which, I mean, so the reason they've given in their article announcing it 
is the gist of the banning decision is as follows mana bases with fetch lands and shock lands are very strong and make playing three or four colors too easy decks can become homogenous and the format becomes more defined by how many of the strongest cards the strongest cards players can squeeze into one deck more constraints on mana bases add diversity to the format and make decks play differently from one another which is fine yeah i think so i think that that sort of echoes a lot of the the criticisms of, of frontier um i think it was at times a bit of an unfair criticism but i, I do think it, it is it's valid to call out that the four color decks were were very powerful and at times were definitely the best decks in the format like jeskai black or like four color rally five color rally were definitely some of the best decks in the format so yeah, I, I, I think i can i think i think if you're using that as that as your reason for banning the fetch lands then i think i think that's fair enough at this point yeah, I don't think I agree with it fully. <laughs> I think there are a couple of other reasons why you don't want fetch lands. Yeah. Uh, namely I can Delve think of one specific. Which is? Death Fight Shaman. Yep, Death Fight Shaman, because fetch lands with Death Fight Shaman is a problem. Yeah. Um, and the existence of Delve cards. Yeah, this is, that, is, that is true. Um, like, an again, actual format. So, like, my, my, initial, my initial take was, I guess, sadness that fetch lands weren't legal in the format, because... One of the decks that I love to play in Frontier is Ataka Red, and mm-hmm. without fetch lands, like that deck just doesn't doesn't function like half as well. Yeah, uh, because obviously the 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 become immense gets improved massively when you can you can delve away some fetch lands from your graveyard. Yeah, and that was that was one of the decks which are, which I think was one of the best in the in the format. Um, it was a two color deck that managed to stand up to the four color, five color decks very easily. Yeah, last thing. Um, so as well as become immense, you also it's a format you can actually play four copies of Treasure Cruise and Dig Through Time in. Yep. Which is without the Fetchlands, not that concerning. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, even in Frontier itself, like as far as Frontier goes, like as far as Frontier goes, like that was never, it was never really like an issue. Like the fact that you could just like Tarantula Gear Hulk into Dig Through Time. It was fine. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's just like I guess the Delve cards will work as they were intended, yeah, rather than how they've been broken by every other format. Quite probably. Yeah, which is fine. But yeah. I, I also, I think part of the reason, like fetch lands, are painful. Like in terms of playing with them, like yeah. it makes games like laborious, and there's a lot of dead air while people are shuffling the decks. So that's you know a nice upside from banning fetch lands, I guess. Yeah. Also, they're very expensive. <laughs> But that's certainly got to have something to do with it, like because it, it just means that yeah, those, the price is so, so. This is um, a supported competitive format that's going to feature at the uh, at the players tour. Players yeah. tour, yeah, yeah, was, yeah the right. players tour, yeah, cool. So that's going to drive demand for these cards, which means they're going to be more expensive than they already are now. I don't know. There's there's, there's, there's that, that like small consideration. No, I, I I definitely do think that is is genuine large part of the the reason for them not to include fetch lands in the format. Um, I like obviously they can't talk about the financial aspect aspect of it at all mm. but if they if they are presenting the the format as one that's meant to be accessible for new players mm-hmm. then having a format where you need like 12 fetch lands in every deck and they haven't printed the fetch lands for a while and have no plans to print them anytime soon which is i guess what we can assume from this then mm-hmm. that's just not going to be it's not going to be an affordable, affordable format for new players no or they could print them soon and then just still not want them in Pioneer but that's probably less likely yeah that's not going to happen yeah yeah it just it just like like it homogenizes the format like they said where everyone just needs the fetch lands 
Yeah. And that's that's already a bad thing about modern is that most of the expense comes from the from the mana base. Yeah. From the fetch lands. I I think it's I think it's quite interesting. I think that like so my, obviously yeah my initial reaction was sadness that the fetch lands wouldn't be in the format because hey like I like that that you know Jeskai Black can be a thing. I like that that like you can play a target red. But then yeah the more I thought about it and was like oh well yeah like what about like Death Rock Shaman? I know that's not a card I want. Sure I'm glad fetch lands are gone. So I think I, I think I've definitely come around to that. Plus, I I do kind of want to see what the format's going, what what in, essentially in internal format is going to be like, or in non rotating format is going to be like without fetchlands. It's something that I feel like a lot of players, or at least like a lot of very very vocal players, have wanted for a long time. So they finally get that format they want, and yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's not like the mana bases are going to be bad or anything because you've got so many good lands between like. Uh, shock lands, check lands. Oh, you got loads. You got fast lands. You got pain lands. You've got um, creature lands. Yeah, creature lands and um, battle lands as well. Yep, yeah, they're probably less playable considering we have all ten shocks. Yeah, but yeah, they're, they're certainly like if you want a fifth stomping ground. Oh, cycle <laughs> lands as well from uh, from Armageddon. Yeah, there's, this is the thing. There's also a lot have basic land like, types on them. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I think it's difficult to think about what the format might look like this <laughs> this early on. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of options for lands anyway. So I don't think you're going to be stuck not being able to find fixing because you know as we've seen in standard, um, shock check like mana bases have been very very good and allow you to play near enough four color decks anyway yeah. without having to play fetch lands so certainly stuff there um, yeah I think having a pan list outright is probably a good idea and we'll guess, I guess we'll see what else inevitably gets banned yeah definitely <laughs> oh yeah 100% things will will get banned but I I quite like that approach of like keeping the, the ban list open. Like yeah. for the the time that I played it like I played Frontier for as long as I could like as long as I physically could um, and I feel like at no point did that format need a ban but yeah i think with the with the addition of like a lot of good cards from return to ravnica to core 2015 i think the library be problematic cards then or problematic cards printed since uh, since i just wasn't able to play frontier yeah sure. but i'm excited I'm, I'm really excited for this yeah now i have some criticisms yeah <laughs> as always that's how I do it with most things mainly with the fact that it's being marketed as like a, a, a new player format sure um, so like you like we like it's what they said about being like modern being created as an in-between point for people like between like the old format and standard right they wanted a format in there that was like a bridge gap where you could like you'd have access to some of the cards but then the other cards weren't as prohibitively expensive as cards on the reserve list and stuff like that yeah, yeah. And so modern was a format where you could just like go while you're like if you've had you've experienced that and it's rotated and you don't really have any format to play you can play those things like i understand that as an argument and that's been then applied to pioneer yeah. in their announcement that they've made so uh for players who started more recently and still want to play with their favorite cards after rotation pioneer like modern before it bridges that gap while providing a fun experience both tabletop and magic online now that's not true <laughs> like so it depends how you define recently right yeah so like this starts from return to ravnica which is near enough where i started playing magic yeah same yeah because i started playing magic uh i think like in dragon's maze like just before m14 released i think yeah, so for me it was like I think it was pretty much just when Theros came out. So like all of the cards that I was playing with were from Return to Ravnica onwards. And yeah. I know like when I was brand new to the game, just you know buying random booster packs from like the LGS every every couple of days, it was Return to Ravnica packs that I was buying. Yeah, I remember the first exciting cards I opened were Vraska the Unseen and Dobry Rado. Mine was uh, Rakdos, <laughs> Rakdos Cackler, and Rakdos Shred Freak. 
How far you've come as a magic player. Yeah, oh yeah. You, you wouldn't dare play a red-black aggro deck now. I mean, maybe. Maybe not. You go play red-black aggro deck in Pioneer because you can play those two cards. <laughs> oh, I can. You absolutely can. Oh, I absolutely can. <laughs> you definitely but I also, can. I also can't play most of the other cards that I was playing on my first deck, yeah. which I also couldn't and shouldn't have played in standard at the time as well, which I yeah. <laughs> only learned out the first FNM I went to. But I mean, you can also play like Monetary Suspir and Hazaret and Goblin Chainwurner, so that's probably better than <laughs> yeah, Ragnar <laughs> Shred Freak. Strong agree. Or trying to cheat by playing Lightning Bolt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the thing. So, like, so uh, what, what do you define? Like, what do you define players who started more recently as? Like, what? Like, so is that people that are pl- like have started playing Standard in the last year, the last two years, or is that the last seven years when this started? And like, uh, it's just. The, the argument specifically for it's a format for newer players or players that are more recent just like doesn't make any sense yeah because like so when so when I was a newer player and I wanted to get into modern I had to buy old cards right and yeah. they're expensive and I didn't just have them lying around because what I had lying around was a bunch of things I'd cracked from standard boosters which at the time was Return to Ravnica whatever but that means that for this format so newer players now pioneer is just their modern right yeah so if i wanted to get into modern when i first when i first started playing i had to go back and retroactively buy loads of cards i couldn't just play with the stuff i had lying around because modern as a format was too powerful for cards i just had lying around from the standard booster packs like some of them were playable like you know voice of presence was playable um and stuff like that and like thought teaser came out in theros like that's playable but like i can't just like jam together my cards that i have and i have to go back and buy cards right yeah, yeah. To be competitive, which is what this is. This isn't just like announcing a casual format where you can just play whatever you want. This is like, obviously, it's a it's a uh, player tour. <laughs> I'm always going to get confused on that. It's a play. I've just gotten used to Mythic Championship. <laughs> now I have to go back to player tour. So it's like a player tour format where there will be PTQs and a PT of this format. So it's going to be competitive. People are going to want to win your FNMs if they sanction a Pioneer FNM. Yeah. It's going to be competitive. People are going to want to win, probably, or at least play like reasonable decks. Um, so you have to even if you want to be competitive in that format you have to go back and buy the cards in the same way that I did to modern because this is pretty much the time period between the start of like when Pioneer starts to now is the same as like when modern started to right? yeah fairly yeah yeah like 2000 when was Mirrodin 2004? Um, yes I think so yeah yeah so like Mirrodin's 2004 up to uh, Uh, 2003 was the oldest modern set sure and like modern was announced in 2012 11 2011 so it's like yeah. eight years it's like eight it's, years, a, it's a similar yeah. it's a similar time frame right in terms of like having to go back and buy older cards yeah I guess so so you can't just like there's not people who just have who've been playing as long as I have and like some, some of them have playing, been playing as long as we have we've gotten to this point right yeah where we're heavily invested in like legacy and commando and old school and modern or whatever yeah we have a large collection and we put a lot of money into it we don't just have cards lying around that are good in pioneer i do of course you do yeah <laughs> but you, you're i don't know well i okay sure i don't have cards from every set in pioneer but from m15 forward i do definitely yeah sure but it's just like like there's not people who are just who have just like got cards from 
when they started playing in Return to Ravnica, just lying around being like, oh, I wish there was a format I could play. Yeah, for sure. Well, they... <laughs> again, everybody yeah, but... but me. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> this is really annoying because I'm trying to have a discussion with someone, but that person is you. <laughs> I, like, I, 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 I'm very aware that I am 100% the target audience for this yeah, for yeah, this yeah. format. Like, the, no, I don't think anybody else is as excited about this format as I am. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. It's really annoying because I've got points to make and I think they're reasonable points, but then you'll just be like, no, 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 that doesn't apply to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is the thing it's like okay just just pretend you're a normal player not you yeah. <laughs> pretend you fit like the homogenous magic masses for a second okay wait for it wait for it right okay I've got five EDH decks and I'm playing <laughs> mono green stompy and modern <laughs> well, that's like every magic player yeah <laughs> that's like every magic player I talk to that isn't you <laughs> oh why isn't my $30 modern brew very good and like you know in two years time you're like oh why isn't my 30 $30 Pioneer brew very good it's like well because it's a solved format where these are specific tiers you can't just pick up your old cards yeah. which is what they're kind of trying to suggest it is but like, oh you just pick up your rotated Ixalan and Dominaria cards and play this format it's like it's not going to work like that like Teferi I don't be- know Teferi here of Dominaria is probably playable and um, Search for Scant is probably playable Settle the Records yeah, but- is probably playable Field of Ruins playable yeah yeah but in the same way it's like Thoughtseize Voice of Resurgence like those were playable in modern yeah but just because you had those cards doesn't mean you could play the format, no? Like, the fact that I own a playset of Teferi Dominaria, which, considering they've announced this format now, I've probably already sold being one of these people. Yeah. Because I know it has new value and I don't want to play modern. Now I'm being sold this other format. Because those people have picked a format, right? Like, if... Like, because there's no other format to play, you're like, you, you cards are rotating out and you pick a format, right? You're like, oh, okay, I'm going to stick with standard. And I'm going to trade all my rotated cards into standard because that's the thing I've chosen. Or I'm going to play modern. So I'm going to choose, like put all my value and all of my not all of my money but I'm going to put money into modern and pick up those cards or I'm going to play commander and I'm going to do that or I'm just going to play limited and they've, like, they've picked a format and generally don't just have cards lying around they're like oh cool now I can play this format with all my cards lying around yeah I, I think the so the biggest difference from somebody starting when we started and trying to get into modern compared to somebody who's starting now and trying to get into pioneer is card availability. I think the, the fact that these sets were printed a hell of a lot more than the early modern sets were. Like Return mm-hmm. to Ravnica, the, the print run of that is far bigger than Murder ever was. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah Kaladesh, right, right. there was there was one million booster boxes of Kaladesh printed. Yep. Like, yeah, sure, the, the staples that are going to be playable, you know, your Chandra Torch Defiance and your you walking ballistas and whatever are, are going to be you know, more expensive. They're yep. going to be the expensive cards. But there's going to be a lot more of them available than yeah, I agree. You know, any any anything from like Mirrodin Seventh Edition. Yeah, so I I think I do I do definitely get your point. I do think it is a valid point, but I think the just the sheer amount of cards that are available is something that that should also be taken into consideration. Like yeah, like the card like I think a lot of the cards aren't like except for like maybe a handful of cards, there isn't gonna be anything that's gonna be outrageously expensive. I it depends like how much people are willing to put into a new format, especially if you're one of these like more recent players that what's are you considering. Yeah. Like are you gonna drop money on like twenty dollar walking ballistas that are probably going to go up from here because they're good in Pioneer? Are you going to spend fifteen dollars on Chandra's which are probably going to go up from here? Are you going to spend seventy dollars on Liliana the Last Hope which is probably going to go up from that's here that's the big one yeah yeah that's the thing it's like well, like Thought Seizes like Fatal Pushes Oko's probably yeah both kinds of Teferi like 
there's still a lot, there's still a huge barrier to entry in this. So them being like, oh, this is for, you know, if you've got your old car, like you can't just jam Search Trust Counter into a crap deck and just expect it to be good because it's legal in a format. Yeah, but I, again, a, I, do, I do think I do think a lot of the the more expensive cards there will be that crossover factor which you get already with like modern and legacy. Like, yeah, sure, Teferi will probably be expensive, Lily will be expensive, but you can also play those cards in modern and legacy. Yeah, sure, but that means you're then having to explore another format, which requires another financial investment. And or, another or you don't have format. to explore those formats, and the cards will always retain value because they'll be playable in those other formats. Yeah, you're right, but it's just like there's a, there's a wide swath of people, and like it's an intimidating prospect for a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, I just I don't like specifically this idea. It's like it's for new people. It's like it's not for new people. It can't be for new people because they're going to have to delve back into seven years of dead cards. Which are then going to go up in price um, if they want to play this format, which is being marketed at them, I guess. I think it's more it's more for new people than modern is for new people now. Like definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah like, exactly. Imagine like trying to buy in. So you know the, the big thing we we've been talking about recently in modern is like Urza. Like Urza probably needs to be banned in modern. Mm-hmm. I think the the difference between buying into an an you know a tier one Urza deck in modern spending like. I don't know, like a thousand dollars at least, or whatever. I don't I have no idea what it even costs. Like, it's got to be like at least a thousand dollars for a full, for a proper tier one Urza deck. I mean, you've got to buy a play set of Mox Opals, which is most of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mox Opals, Urza's. Yeah, like that. That's that's going to cost considerably more than any deck in Pioneer probably ever will. Yeah, you're right. No, well, that's not true, because like I'm sure that was true of modern uh, at a certain point. Like, when Modern started... Because we're at the middle point of Modern now, pretty much, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's 16, 16 years, eight, 8 years either way. So there have been as many... So pretty much there have been as many sets printed into Modern as there were when it started. If yeah. not more, probably. I don't know how maths works. You see more, There were more. Yeah, there were more printed now. Sure. Yeah. Um, so if you're and like if you're looking at that that like so when when modern is presented to you you're like oh well I can never afford to get into legacy and these modern decks will cost half the price of this and they probably they 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 did at a point yeah yeah right they cost like nowhere near as much as a legacy deck um, and that was well I mean, to be fair they didn't cost that much because reservist cards still weren't that expensive at that point <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like owning places of jewel lands and reservist cards was actually attainable yeah um. But you know what I mean. Like, oh, I can't afford to get into Legacy. So I'll play Modern because it's much cheaper. And now I'm going to get into Legacy. I can't get into Legacy, so I'm going to play Modern because it's cheaper. And i like, well, I can't get into Modern, so I'm going to play Pioneer. Because, like, Modern decks can be more expensive than Legacy decks. If not about the same price. Yeah. For, like, a reasonable competitive Legacy deck, it's the same price as, like, a very competitive Modern deck. Like, So, like, yeah, Pioneer decks can be really cheap for now. And then we're just going to have the same problem in eight years. So eight years from now, you're going to have to invent another new format because Modern's getting too... Because Pioneer is getting too vast yeah which is fine I which think, is fine I think but it's fine. just a, it's just a continually evolving problem yeah which essentially makes it, it, what it essentially is is a huge extended because yeah. modern is um succeeded by pioneer which basically means that eight or nine years of cards have rotated out of modern and then in eight years from now or nine years or whenever you create another format that's called something I can't conceive, but it'll probably be a bad name. <laughs> I kind of hate that. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I hate that in Pioneer so much. Um, and at that point, you'll have cut eight or nine years from Pioneer, but still have roughly the same idea of a format because Pioneer is exactly the same. it's a carbon copy of Modern, but nine years in the future, eight years in the future. 
Yeah, essentially. So you're just gonna have well, except it hasn't got like the bad list that Modern had when it started. Yeah, sure. Which is a good thing. Which is absolutely a good thing. You should wait for tournaments and results and stuff before yeah. just being like Stoneforge Mystic and Jace the Mindsculptor and Kagari Drake Grave Channel all banned. And then you're like, okay, some of these were mistakes. And some of them were good. <laughs> Hypergenesis is definitely a good idea. The um, So you just have this like huge extended format. Right? So it's just extended, but the rotation happens every eight years as opposed to every 18 months or whatever it is now. Yeah. The standard. Or what it would have been for extended. So that's essentially what you have. Which is like, just why don't we just have a rotating format then? Because it still feels bad. Because I, I imagine at some point Pioneer is going to replace modern. Yeah, probably. Be- Eventually replace Pioneer will replace pro- modern and everything will sort of take a step back, essentially. Which is going to feel so much more heinous than, than the rotation. <laughs> because like people got into modern, like they like they say in their article, people got into modern because they, they, they had cards rotated out of standard, they still wanted to play, or they didn't want to require new cards, so they played modern where they could play their old cards. Yeah. And rotation feels bad. That's why you play eternal formats because you don't have rotation, so you don't get that. You don't get that element of a bad feeling. Yeah. But when essentially eight years of cards that you've invested in and your entire deck drops off and your entire collection and it potentially tanks in value at that point, that's going to feel so much worse than a standard deck rotating, which is essentially the situation we've created. And like modern couldn't live forever because the point of it was it was a, it was a short like a smaller card pool right there's a shorter part, period of, yeah. of of a card pool which is what which is i guess a format that we needed right yeah um which but, again I, I think pioneer fills that place nicely now i think we need pioneer yeah yeah but i think a lot of modern players are going to feel really bad when their decks stop being playable why why would their decks stop being playable because modern will stop being a supported format in the same way that legacy <clears throat> legacy is not really a supported format anymore I mean, I mean, it, is, it, I mean still it still is, and also you know you have you have communities that love the format that still will still play it and still keep it going strong. Sure, like, but it will, like it they will haven't said they're, they haven't said they're going to play. Really, they're going to replace modern. You know, they specifically said we love modern and players do as well. Pioneer isn't a replacement in any sense. Yeah, absolutely. But eventually, it's going to have to because like LGSs can't afford to run a standard and a pioneer and a modern F and M, and there'll be PTQs that will. So like there was a time where modern was just unplayable because there were no sanctioned events for it. Like there were no GPs for it, and there were no PTQs for it, so no one played it. And now we've had a resurgence of it. And obviously, yeah, like you said, like there are there are communities that want to play it. Like the same with like the only reason we play Legacy is because there are communities that want to play yeah. it. Yeah, people still play Legacy despite its lack of like actual sanctioned support. Yeah, yeah. Like there's still support, whatever, but you know, not on the grand scale. There is modern or standard. So eventually, we're just going to have Pioneer PTQs, and that'll be the thing, and it'll be the competitive format. And then everyone will move over to that. And then your modern deck will stop being relevant. There'll be less support for modern. Like, I think that's fine. But there's going to be a lot of people that that feels bad for. And I don't think you shouldn't do things because it's going to feel bad for a small subset of your player base. Yeah, I I just think it's going to take a very long time for it to even get to this point, I think. Like, we've had... We've only just very recently had like the first modern horizon set like there are going to be more of them in the future or they're going to be pioneer horizons not any, and again not anytime soon like if if there will be it won't be for for eight years yeah you're right and i don't think there will i mean who knows who knows what will happen in eight years time eight years ago like i wasn't playing magic yeah yeah, yeah. i agree it's a it's a long it's a long stretch of time and I, I think for the game to continue at the pace it is, I think you need this format. Like we've had so many so many players like the expansion of of, of people playing the game, it's it's just got like it's just grown exponentially from people that have come in, played arena, that have played arena for the past year. Suddenly those those players specifically have had a good chunk of their collection rotate out. And now like what options do they have? Like do they are they gonna 
spend like hundreds of dollars buying Okos and Fable passages, or, or are they going to hundreds of dollars buying Fetchlands? Like it's a similar argument. Yeah, that's it. or are they going to spend loads of money buying Fetchlands? What? Neither of them sound appealing. Oh well, here's here's a format that you can come and use that you, the deck you have currently. You can use, you know you can compete in the format still. It might not be the most competitive decks, but I don't know. I feel like there are going to be some good budget options straight away and. At the very worst, you can you can take your old standard deck to an F and M, play in the F and M, win a booster pack or a promo pack. Yeah, but that's like and eventually, sort of you know, trade trade your way around around things and into things. And I, I think I think it's fine. I, I just I think it's essential for the, the continued health of the game and just just having a way to support those players. Because I, I remember the I guess what felt like the last the last big rotation. Um, it was the one when uh, when like Kaladesh rotated out. I think. Yep. Oh no! It was when like Khan's rotated. I remember when like Khan's Taka block rotated out of standard. I remember there was a massive drop off of players from uh, from my F and M, and like none of those players played modern. But it was around the time then, I guess, when when Frontier started really. And uh, I'd I'd started running Frontier F and M's, and I ran Frontier sort of winner boxes, and they were really popular. And it was those people that used to come to standard F and M. We we had like weeks where you would have like forty people at a standard F and M. Then rotation happened, and you'd struggle to get like fifteen people. Yeah, but I think but those people were them coming to my frontier F and M's and frontier winner boxes with with their decks. They might not have all been the most competitive, but they were they were coming and playing. Yeah, but there's a difference between um like your <clears throat> your standard deck rotating. When so what set did frontier start with? Uh, M fifteen. Cool. Right. So there's a difference between like five sets rotating and then you being invited to play a format where you can just play all the cards that are currently legal and those five sets that you just you literally just have the cards for. Yeah. And um, a rotation happening, you feeling like you don't have a place to go, and then being expected to play a format that requires seven years worth of extra cards. Yeah, like there's a, like I, I understand, but like this in terms of like in, attracting new players, this is still a daunting prospect. I think going back into seven years worth of cards and having to look at return to Ravnica cards and Kalalesh cards and cards of Tarkir cards for a potential deck you might want to build and having to buy those cards, it's just as daunting as having to buy Throne of Eldraine cards, if not more, like much more so. Like I think you're not going to convert as many people from standard to pioneer based on that aspect of it. They just they'd rather just go stick with the stick with what they know and then because if you play standard if you if you played standard in this last season and this is your first rotation you're experiencing, it's much easier to keep up with a new set that everyone's having to go through than delving back into seven years of cards that you have no idea what's going on. I think this is my this is my general point. Like it's not that great for new players. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a, like. I'm fully, I'm fully willing to believe it's going to be a great format. It's going to have loads of fun decks, and I'll probably find a deck that I'd enjoy playing. Um, I just think there's like the specific argument for it being a great new format for new players is just like oh, it's just poor. <laughs> I see because the difference. I, between I, I think I think you're, you're looking at it. That. I think you're looking at it from like the format as a standalone point, but I think you have to look at every other format along with it. Like I think comparing this to modern, I think this is a much more appealing or much more attractive format to get into for new players than modern is. I think yeah, you're right. Like, sure, stick with standard and ignore this. But if they're going to do that, then they're probably going to ignore modern as well. And like, yeah, 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 these, right. these, these, these are you know, like you said, your options are stick with standard and learn about Throne of Eldraine cards and forward, or yep. go and play an older format. And I think like looking at yeah, sure, it's a, it's a big it's a big card pool past seven years of cards. I think is is a lot more attractive than looking at, you know, the past. 
16. Plus 16, yes, at cards, plus yeah. Modern Horizons, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. This thing, like, I, I, and this is why, why I think it's just going to replace Modern at a certain point, because it, Modern's going to go the way of Legacy now, where there's still like pockets yeah. of like um, very like, passionate people who want to play that format. But in terms of like the general magic population, it's not particularly popular or supported. I think Modern's just going to become that, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, it's just like, for, I don't know. I think I'm putting. I'm, I'm. I'm really, really willing to die on the hill of this isn't for new players, and I don't know why. Yeah, I'm not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a reasonable. It's a reasonable criticism. Like it's just. It's 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 like yeah sure. It's not it's not explicitly for new players. It's it's not like oh welcome to Magic. You've got your Planeswalker deck now. Come and play Pioneer. Like I don't think that's what they're getting at. I think they're getting just... at is like oh rotations happened. If you want to play a format that doesn't rotate as a new player, this is probably the format you should be looking at rather than modern because that's that's a completely different monstrosity. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree, but like I don't know, it's just it's trying it like because from reading from reading the article, it just seems like they're trying to replace modern. Like this is a modern's this, too. This specifically said they're not trying to replace modern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in terms of like a format for people to get into when they're bored of standard, at least what I meant. Yeah. Um, and it's it's like. Yeah, it's intimidating to go have to have to go back to eighth edition and mirrored in and whatever, but it's like it's it's going to eventually be the same thing, and uh, that's just a point that I think needs considering. Anyway, I'm going to get off this topic. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if you look at like the Magic Fest schedule for next year, so that's I think that's that's, that's something that that they've they've announced today. Um, obviously, last week we got the Magic Fest schedule uh, and a couple of the formats, but now we've got. Uh, I'd say probably like the first half half of the year we've got the formats for now. Yep. Uh, we in that in that we do have some pioneer uh, magic fest for pioneer GPs. Yep. But yeah, even if you look at like the ratios, we've got four pioneer GPs and we've got four modern GPs announced. Like I don't think modern's being replaced anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I just think it, it will happen eventually in the same way that because modern hasn't replaced legacy, but modern is more widely played than legacy. Yeah. It it'll happen eventually, but yeah. if that happens eight years from now, like I I don't think that's an issue. I think it's yeah. something that it just happens in the game. Like I, I I think it's something that needs to happen. Like as as long as like to continue to see like the continuation of the game, I think it just it just needs to happen. Like as long as they're printing new cards, card pools in modern and legacy etc are just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger so I, I think in order to keep those formats manageable or to keep like I guess that's it it's it's, like, it's it's to retain players that's what it is it's to, to retain those new players like you do have to have these smaller non-rotating formats and yep. I think Pioneer makes makes almost perfect sense to me yeah it would be really interesting to compare this to the announcement of Modern which yeah. I feel was if I was smarter and more prepared, I'd be able to do. I yeah, definitely. Done. It was wasn't something that I I immediately went to have a look at. But I don't know. I'm I'm very excited for it. I think I know I'm I am 100 percent or 110 percent the target audience for this format. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's great. I, I I'm already looking forward to playing like a bunch of old standard decks that I've played in the past that. I, c- I can play in this format, like so play an approach to the second sun deck, probably. Um, like mono blue paradox skull reservoir, like that can be a thing again. Yeah, definitely, definitely looking forward to that. I've seen a really cool hardened scales list that looks quite cool. Um, I've seen a cool dredge list that I quite like the look of as well. 
like loads of people seem to be getting excited and, and brewing things already and i think it's great yeah i agree i agree um yeah i think it's, they just i just i think it's you know it's always my idea to bleed with criticisms rather than, <laughs> rather than positives that's just how it that's just how it goes so let's move off that let's talk about briefly why is it not an arena and we won't. I, I know we know the reasons because the codes, the, the cards aren't coded and whatever. But I it just seems like they, a, I think they're just kind of two completely different entities. I think you have yeah, to they treat are. A they are. tabletop and arena as two different things. And yeah, like I, I said agree. before, I think the that that you know state of organized play graphic very nicely highlighted that these are these are two different things potentially even for two different audiences. Yeah, I agree. It just seems weird. That it's like. You go and play Magic, and then and then like, you're like, oh, Marina is the place to play Magic, and you can't play anything you actually want to play. It just like I understand I understand the reasons for, and I think most people do understand the reasons why they're, they're just different. They're different games essentially yeah. that happen to coalesce specifically on standard. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not like it just seems weird that it's like you can't play this format that they're so announcing. It's I mean, it's it's a good thing they're not putting all their eggs in Arena Basket, I guess, and Tabletop com- continues to be um, a thing that they're they're putting a lot of effort into which is nice yeah, definitely like, like, this, this time of year ago I was convinced that they were going to kill Paper Magic and they didn't want Paper Magic to be a thing anymore yeah, it was, clearly was just going to be Arena and like this this clearly shows that no they have plans for Paper Magic yeah and it's taking it a different direction I like that a lot like I think yeah the, the, the Pioneer is just a new age modern and that's great like it's, it's yeah. something the, the game needs that'll oh, be so the next comes... format new age that comes new after age, Pioneer yeah, That'll be the one. It'll just oh god, can you imagine? And it'll start from like uh, throwing a bell drain forward. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be new, spelled N-U. Yeah, and it'll be called that because this is the. And maybe it'll start with like War of the Spark. Though that doesn't like because they're not. It's not technically a block with Ravnica. Yeah, yeah. And that'll be like the start of when power creep was just absurd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like new age magic because the power creep in standard sets has just been ridiculous. Um, it's like this like pioneers can be like a powerful format. Um, yeah, quite quite possibly. Yeah, it's it's gonna be very powerful. Format. Like, you have a bunch of potentially problematic cards <laughs> that are legal. I mean, it's a, just another place for Teferi Time Raveler to be busted. Yep. Right. That's a thing. Yeah. I mean, Oko okay, was playable in Vintage and Legacy and Modern and Standard. It's probably playable in Pioneer. It's fully agree. Oko's a stupid card. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's fine. Uh, you have Sahili Rai and Felidar Guardian. Yep. Yep, you have that. You've so got Splinter Twin, that's fine, yeah. The format's okay, got, got Splinter Twin. Yeah, exactly, that's fine. Um, the removal is kind of a a potential sticking point, because uh, pretty much the only good removal is in black. <laughs> or touching black, at least. You, I mean, you, yeah, you've got black, you've got, like, white's got decent removal, like, red's probably just fine. But I mean, like... Yeah, I mean, yeah, red, you got, like, Kozilek's return in red, like, that's... No, no, I mean, like... I mean, like, point-and-click removal, right? Sure. Like, in the way that, like, Wrath of God and Supreme Verdict aren't that playable in, like, modern. Yeah, I mean, need, Supreme like... Verdict will be playable in this, definitely. Oh, yeah, it's legal in this. That's yeah. cool. But it's, like, yeah, it's, like, board wipes... Sure, board wipes playable, but I mean, like, spot removal. Because, like, you have... White has nothing, apart from, like, I don't know, I guess, Banishing Light style effects, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Which is interesting. Um, red has Shock and Lightning Strike, I guess. Yeah, shock, lightning strike. It has roast. It has fry. Yeah, stuff like that. So the, like yeah, the, stuff. I think red. Red has plenty of things. Yeah, and it has sweepers has... as well. It, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't have power casting, but it has. It has Coslex return and like our uh, station. Did that do it, or was it? Yeah, 
yeah, Arrow Devastation does five damage to each yeah. creature and non-bonus talker. And you have Anger of the Gods, like actual Anger yeah. of the Gods, which is nice. Yeah, and Idle on um, the Great Revel. Like, there's loads of good red cards. Oh, but you get to play Swiss Bear and Idle on. Yeah. But not Bolt. <laughs> and Chain Whirler. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when it comes to black, you have Thought Seize. Yep. Premier Eternal Format removal spell, I guess. Yeah. And it, you know, also Dress, which is certainly possibly playable. Uh, Fatal Push. Despise as well. He can play... <laughs> You can play. You can play, can play Despise. Despise was playable for about a month <laughs> in standard. Uh, you've got yeah, Fatal Push. Yep. Premier Modern Removal Spell. Uh, you have Abrupt Decay. Yep. So again, Touching Black Assassin's Trophy and Touching Black Dreadbore. It's a consideration. Yeah. Again, Touching Black Liliana Last Hope. <laughs> Like, just these sort of, like, the removal of Hespioni and Black, I'm not sure if that's a problem or not. It's just something interesting to consider. Nah, I mean, yeah, sure, spot removal is most mostly in Black, but you do, I think you've got plenty in Red. White has Raths, it's fine. Um, yeah. Like, if you want to, I don't know, if you want to talk, like, removal in Green, I guess, there's, like, there's, there's fight cards that do things, but then you've also got, like, you've got, um, if you want to talk about like specific strategies, like ramp, you can play you can play Ugin. Ugin's pretty good. You can play Ratchet Bomb. That's a thing as well. Yep. Yeah. yeah you're right. Like there's so many things, and like I, I don't know. Maybe Green's Green's just gonna have more of like the combos and like the bigger creatures. Yeah, I think there's some kind of like ramp style that because I mean you have Scape Shift and Field of the Dead. Yeah, you've got so that's, Elvish that's Mystic. You've got Llanowar Elves. You've got yep. um, Seek. Yeah, Farseek, you do, they yeah. can find Shocklands. Which is cool. No, no, you don't have Farseek. Sorry. Yeah, Farseek's Farseek in Return of Ravnica. No, it's not. It's in M13. It's in Ravnica City of Guilds and M13. It is not in Ravnica. That is correct, yeah. <laughs> Seek the Horizon. Is that the one I'm thinking of? It's probably something like that. It's because Farseek was yeah, M13. So it is, it was, yeah, Seek the Horizon was in Return of Ravnica. Yeah, and, M- and the... the Farseek from M13 still has the original Ravnica art, yeah. so it was released like it was printed pretty much the same time as Return to Ravnica, and still has a Ravnica art on it, <laughs> which makes it confusing. That is not legal, but I mean you've still got all the current standard ramp options, and then like you said, like Llanowar Elves and Elvish Mystic. Yeah, Green's got some cool stuff going on, but I mean yeah. it's like Green has like collected company. That that yeah. was always a problematic card. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you've, you've got like uh, cards that prove themselves in other formats. You've got like, Spell Queller. Yep. Uh, walking Ballista. Yeah. That's interesting. Death Rite Shaman, as we said, but I'm, I'm sure it's not anywhere near as powerful as for when, like, the only fetch land we have outside of Evolving Wilds and, uh, you know, the only, fe- <laughs> the only fetch land we have outside of Evolving Wilds is um, Sable Passage. Yep. Which means you can't cast a Death Rite Shaman on turn one. And, I mean, you can, like, the, th- the other thing is, like, the play patterns aren't anywhere near the same because you, like, play, so sure, you play an untapped land, turn one, cast a Death Rite Shaman, and then you, you fetch to put a land in the bin with Fable Passage, and then you still only have two mana because it comes in top. Yeah. But yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah. You have a lot of, like, potentially powerful stuff. Like, I'm sure Teferi here of Dominaria is very playable. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's there's loads of stuff I'm seeing already. Just seems Hardens. to be, like, really cool. Hardened Scales and Steel Overseer? Yeah, yeah. yeah so That's fun. A fantastic list that I've seen so far is like a Hardened Scales deck. Um uses obviously uh, Hardened Scales, Winding Constrictor, Animation Module, uh, Metallic Mimic, Steel Overseer, uh, Ginger Brute, seems cool in that deck. But then it's just a playset of Hangerback Walker, Walking Blister and Stonecore Serpent. 
finish it off. Yeah. That seems really cool. So I like that a lot. Yeah, um, nice. Also, like, Jeskai Ascendancy combo. Like, just play that. That's the thing. Just play, like, the Emery deck. Yeah, yeah. You can play Mox Amber. You've got Witching Well. You've got Ratchet Bomb. Um, you've got yeah, Teferi, Sahili, Emery, Jeskai Ascendancy, Treasure Cruise, Walking Ballista. Paradise Druid, Sylvan Charactered, Ratchet Bomb. Oh, Sylvan Charactered, yeah. You can just play Jeskai Ascendancy, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. the thing, definitely. I've seen a really cool dredge deck as well that I quite like. Mm-hmm. Um, Stitcher Supplier. Traverse the Ulven Vault. Remember that card? Mm. That was great. That card's, that card's still playable. Yeah. Uh, it's still so playable. Play, play set of each of those. Play set of Nark Amoeba. Grapple of the Past. Sato Wayfinder. Smuggler's Copter. Liliana the Last Hope. Prized Amalgam. Haunted Dead. Elder Deep Fiend. And Emrakul the Promised End. Okay, that seems sweet. Yeah, it seems really cool. Yeah, I feel like there's so many things you can do, like especially with like I don't know, like all of these busted cards. I mean, speaking of busted cards, energy cards are legal. Yeah, energy cards are legal. So yeah, you could you could do your your turn your turn for Emrakuls if you want, or your turn for Ulamogs. That's definitely something you could do. I don't know who who knows. Maybe we'll see some sort of like strange like season fast fog deck. So many so many different things. Like I know like there's definitely some things I want to brew with, like. Maze's End, Execute, like Roots a card. Secure's Roots, Escape Shift. Yeah. Uh, and then you get, I guess, like Guild Summit is kind of like easy, uh, interesting consideration. Golos is an interesting consideration. There's some, I don't know, there's some fun to be had. Yeah, I, I think so, definitely. But, you know, I can't play Noble Hierarch <laughs> <laughs> or Birds of Paradise or Thalia Guardian of Thraben or. Not the Red Cray or cards with infect, so I have literally no interest. <laughs> <laughs> this thing, I think, this thing for me personally, it's just like I've been thinking for a while that I don't really care about keeping up to date with. In terms of playing, I don't really care about keeping up to date with with modern and standard and stuff. Yeah, because they're just so quick to rotate, and I don't, I don't, I. It's difficult to just keep a deck and then be able to play that. It involves constant changes and purchases and whatever. So I've been like, oh, maybe I'll just, I'll just, like, I'll still pay attention because obviously I have this podcast. So <laughs> knowing stuff about standard and modern is very, very important. But I'll just sort of lock into Legacy and EDH. Yeah. And those would be like my format Slanger playing. And this, I think this is just like the final nail in that coffin. Be like, oh, I don't want to have to keep up another format. So I'm probably not going to in terms of playing it. Yeah, that's fair. I absolutely will in terms of, it seems a very interesting format, like for all the reasons we've just listed. And there are a thousand more. And I'm sure by Wednesday there will, there will be ten thousand more potential ideas that people have about decks. Oh, absolutely! Like, yeah, if you if you're on Twitter, like, go and have a look at um, the Pioneer deck lists on Twitter. That's at Pioneer DLs from uh, Jerry Thompson and Brian Gottlieb. Like, already they Excellent. they're already getting the they're getting the bruise up. Smart. I'm sure there's already a subreddit, probably. Yeah, quite probably. There's certainly um, several Pioneer channels popping up in Discords that I'm in. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's there's a lot there's a lot going to be going on. Yeah, it's, definitely. It's, I, it's an exciting time. I all think of it's my... great. I just I just think that all of the powerful cards, all of the like I don't know, all of like the really cool cards that were awesome in the heyday and standard that just don't quite cut in modern. I feel like have a chance to shine in this format. Yep. So like, hey, maybe Siege Rhino comes back. That'd be cool, I guess. Like you can play Rhino Whip again. That's the thing. Um, yep. Goblin Rubble Master and Goblin oh, Pile Driver yeah. in the same format once again. And Legion War Boss. Yeah, Legion War. Yeah, and, there we go. And Crank Goblins. Man, there's like, that's there's a, a Goblin deck. Yeah, there's probably a Goblin deck. There's a Goblin deck. There's definitely an Elves deck as well with Collected Company uh, and like Shaman, Shaman of the Pack and 
that's probably not quite enough. Ah, I don't know. You need you got Cord of Colon, you've got Collected Company, you've got Shaman of the Pack, you've got um You need, you need the Archdruid. You need the Archdruid. Maybe for it, be, for it to be like I don't know, yeah, you've got like yeah, the the Elite, the Shaman, the Clan Caller, uh obviously uh, two player sets of Lanor Elves. Um but there's, like there's no real I don't know. I I think there's there's so much there's so much room to experiment and try things out and we get to play all of these really cool cards that I loved and, and missed like yeah I'm, I'm stoked I'm really stoked yeah Paradox like, Clarkham yeah definitely like I'm, Aphex Reservoir yeah like I still have that deck put together so I, I can just play that Sick. Um there's, there's loads of cards like I'm just looking at deck lists now and there's like so many cards that I want to play with again that I haven't played with for such a long time yeah absolutely I just think I, I don't have that <laughs> <laughs> Kalitas. When was the last time you cast a Kalitas? I've never cast that. Uh, it was playable in the Just Go Black sideboard, so I cast it then. But I've I've rarely played that card. But it's a sweet card, absolutely. Hey, um, what about what about Ensoul Artifact? That's back. Stick Ensoul Artifact on a Dark Steel Citadel. A bunch of Ornithopters. Yep. You got all that glitters now as well, so you can play it blue white, which is a bit, a bit easier than the eight Ensoul, uh, which was a Frontier deck with Tezzeret's Touch. Yep. You also have Animating Fairy. Yeah. Which has whatever that adventure is called. That's a thing. Speaking of all the glitters, you also have Glade Cover Scout. Yes, that's that's quite a card. illegal. You don't have any other boggles, but I don't know. Maybe there's something there. But yeah, there's, there's a lot. To, like all of the thing, like all of the negatives that like I said before. Like I think I think they're reasonable uh, discussion points and considerations. But there's certainly a lot to be excited about in this format. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think so. Do you want to get onto uh, Tinfall Hat time? Yeah, go for it. Right, all for a it's good true. tinfoil hat. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I believe you invented the term tinfoil hat. <laughs> it was you that said that first. Um, so Germany, it feels like what's he can't fix modern, so they're just going to ban nine years out of it, which is a conversation <laughs> we've had. <laughs> but it just, it just, it does, it does feel that way. It's been like we wanted to sort modern out, but it's too difficult because the format's stupid and there's a lot going on, and we've had to ban so many new cards that. It feels very bad, so we'll just make a new format, <laughs> and that'll be easier to police. So I, I think, I think there might be some, some truth to that, um, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's the sole reason for this format. I do think, I do honestly think that it is it's new player retention at this point more than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think agree. just, just think- the, the gulf between you know standard and oh, what do I do with my old standard cards and. Oh, let's jump into modern. It's just far too big now. And I don't know. I I, I feel yeah, like I feel like they've got. They probably have like a lot of data like, from rotations past, and I guess they've decided that now is the time. Now is the time they need this format. Yeah. So I, I think the. Um, I don't. Know, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I didn't quite touch on it, but I, I think I did want to talk sort of the differences between this and frontier. Yeah. Sure. So sure. I think frontier's sort of failings lied in the fact that. I guess the two biggest reasons were you had no support from Wizards of the Coast, um, yep. which is is understandable. It was a it, you know it was a, it was a it was a player grown or I guess a if you want to put that tinfoil hat back on a store grown store pushed format to sell singles allegedly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You say allegedly. I think that's pretty pretty accurate. I mean quite probably that's why it was supported so much by by Haruria because I know they were the, the 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 stores that were pushing for it that still do actually run frontier formats still now to this day 
but mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of the stuff like that, like like Brawl, like it comes from it comes from players specifically in in big stores wanting to play those formats, and then those those stores adopting them. So I, I don't think it was entirely. At least I, I don't think there would have been the market there to push it to sell singles if there wasn't a demand for it. I do think the demand was real. Sure. So yeah. obviously, like you know, all of that aside, Wizards of the Coast didn't support Frontier as a format, um, which I think is I think is understandable for many reasons. But they've shown very much with with Pioneer that they are supporting it. We've got four GPS. We've got PTQs. We've got you know Magic Online MCQs. We've got uh, we've got we've got a player tour. We've got a pro tour essentially in this Pioneer format. So that's really cool. That's awesome. That puts confidence in the format straight away. And then the other thing I felt like at the time there were quite a few sort of very vocal, very visible content creators and, and influencers within within Magic that were were I guess far too critical of the format. I think they might have entertained the idea to begin with, but became very very critical of the format to the point where people were just listening to what they were saying and parroting that without actually trying the format. So I think it, once that happened, it was just kind of doomed to fail from the start. And I think yep. with with this, it seems to be the opposite. I feel like a lot of a lot of people, a lot of people with you know, I guess clout for want of a better term, seem really excited about this format and are looking forward to exploring it. And I think that's good. I think that, again that that shows that the format is supported both by Wizards of the Coast and the community as a whole. Which I, I don't know. I feel like it's it's going to be hard for this format to fail if that's the case. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I don't want this format to fail. I think this is, I think this is great. I, I don't like, I don't think this is brawl. I think this is definitely a real thing. And I, I think there will actually be demand for it. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like you could very easily pinpoint reasoning behind brawl to we want to still sell standard cards. We want to find a new way to sell standard sell standard cards. No, it's it's not. <clears throat> it, it brawls. I think brawls so transparent. It's like we want another way to tap into the commander market. I was about to get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so transparent. Selling, yeah, we want to keep selling standard packs. Commander is the biggest magic format, and they they don't buy standard packs. How can we get their money? By making them buy these pre-constructed decks with Commander staples in and telling yeah. them how broad success success. Yeah, exactly. Like, And that's... It's so um, transparent. Yeah, whereas Pioneer is very much like you can't... There's no... At least at this point, there's no like. There's no you know, master set. Motive. There's no booster product other than like the currently there's standard to sell. stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're not, they're not trying to push anything um, other than continue to buy standard cards because they might be good here. Like, which is fine because standard is a thing. Like, it seems reasonable. Um, I have actually found the original announcement of Modern post from yeah. August twelfth, two thousand eleven. Nice. It's funny. It's just like like the general thing is like people hate extended. Here's modern, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny looking at the ban list when it first started and the reasons. I forgot that Valakut was banned in modern. Oh, was it? Yeah, oh, wow. we found a strong combination deck. Another strong combination deck we found in modern was Scape Shift with Prismatic Urban and Valakut. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's just it's interesting. Obviously, Bitter Blossom, Ancestral Vision, Sword of the Meek. Yeah, but those are those ones we remember. Yeah, Valakut used to be banned, and then after the first thing, like it was like Wild Nicole was banned. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, the, imagine, thing, imagine if they printed Wild Nicole in standard. Now it just wouldn't see any play. <laughs> it just really wouldn't. It really. I mean, it might. No, it wouldn't. 
probably see playing that Gruul deck if you pick a one, one mana three three. It's more difficult to make one mana three three without fetch lands though. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, basically the the original modern announcement post is like most of the article is just talking about the ban list, yeah. <laughs> which is very different from the pioneer uh, announcement. Yeah, just talking, like an exciting new format, and then you're like, oh, we don't want the fetch lands, but we'll we'll see where it goes from there. Whereas they're like, let's ban. Every, look for the inception of modern on the ban list. There were. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 cards on the ban list. Wow. Yeah. Which is, which included five lands. I love that those are the artifact lands. I just think, I think it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot to be excited about with, with, uh, with Pioneer. I yeah. agree. I, I think it's great. Um, I, I think it's going to be one of those things that I'm sure, like once you find once you find a deck you're interested in, you'll you'll grow to love the format. Yeah, probably. It's just I'm going to have to drop another like 200 quid on some magic cards. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, there is one definite thing before we get out of here. Yeah, one actual tinfoil hat thing that we need to discuss. Sure, which is the spike in magic online prices uh, from specifically return to Ravnica cards forward. Yes, about n- nine days ago, nine days before the announcement of the format. Yeah. Uh, that happened. So there's a Twitter account called GoatBots, which is the account of uh, a, a Modo bot chain. Yep. Uh, and they uh, they said, a week ago, someone started buying out all sets, RTR forward on Magic Online, and then they have listed their price history, because they're a Modo rental account. Yeah. And from about then, there's a huge spike in some of the cards, in uh, the full set price of um, cards on Magic Online. Yeah. So the full set for set price of Kaladesh spiked before this from about six ticks to thirteen ticks, <clears throat> and that's before this announcement. Yeah, which In- seems incredibly suspicious. Yeah, since it's gone into like thirty-five ticks for <laughs> set of Kaladesh. Yeah, which is which is just ridiculous like the fact that this was a week ago before we had any idea because this format has been announced today yeah it's so it, it's been announced today but there was i had seen something towards the end of last week where sources that i don't usually trust for anything at all had commented about it because there was an update to were um which mentioned pioneer as a new format that you could so one of the, yeah, one of the, the formats that you could sanction was called Pioneer, and it was one v one. It was a competitive format. Uh, but that was that was literally all the information that we had. So yeah. my my thought at that point was like, well, it's going to be something new player orientated. It's going to be some sort of new like new thing which will replace Open House. Like come down and try this. It's Pioneer event. Mm-hmm. Get people into playing Magic. Get you know some sort of crossover arena thing. Uh, but I didn't didn't think it would be this at all. Didn't think that it would be anything. Didn't think it was anything worth noting at all. Like like I said, it was sources that I don't trust for magic information in the slightest. Um, had posted about it, but yeah, turns out they were right. Yeah, yeah, which is concerning. And I mean, you know, there's a lot you can speculate on, I guess, about how whether you know it's been leaked somehow or something's going on. But the fact that it spiked like a week ago, yeah. started spiking a week ago, is, is a problem. Yeah, definitely agree. So there's that to consider, which is just it's just thing the thing that's happened that is uh, a downer based on a generally good announcement, I guess. Despite all of the terrible things I've said <laughs> about Pioneer, it's 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 an exciting thing. 
and now I'm going to spend the rest of my evening trawling Twitter for a sweet deck list I want to play. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's generally how it works, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. I know that's what I'm going to. I'm probably going to do for the next few days now. So they, mm-hmm. they have said um, that the weekly MTG stream, so it's going to be on October 24th uh, this week, so on Thursday, uh, they're going to talk more about the the format's inception point, and I guess talk more about the format in general and like the ban list and stuff. And so I am really looking forward to that. I'm going to tune in. I think it's going to be a good watch, an important watch, hopefully. Yep. But yeah, other than that, I think it's pretty much all we have time for this week. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get in touch with your, your thoughts and feelings about Pioneer, how do you feel? Like, is there any deck that you're looking forward to? Any spicy brew that you can think of? Like, are you going to play Five Color Mazes End? Hit us up on Twitter. We are at HFDCast, facebook.com slash HFDCast, or on Patreon. We're patreon.com slash Arrow of Devastation where I will absolutely be posting Pioneer content. Uh, if you want to access that and give anything back to the podcast, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash Hour of Devastation. Tears start from as little as $1 per month. It's roughly 20 to $0.25 cents per episode. Anything we do get, we are super thankful, thankful for. It goes straight back into making the, the show. It does. It does. If you want to get at me on my own personal social media, on Twitter, I am at PeachGardenOaf. On Facebook, I am Joe Loudon, you'll find me in pretty much any of the magic groups, probably just, just losing my mind over Pioneer now you can also <laughs> follow me on Twitch, that would be most appreciated, it's twitch.tv slash peachgardenoaf, again that's oaf with an F, uh, you find me streaming every Tuesday night from 8pm uh, most weekends as well I'll put a stream up too Sweet, you can find me on Twitter at snail69 Nice. Thank you, and I would like to remind everyone of the platforms you can find the podcast on, in case you are not currently happy with your currently used provider <laughs> so we're on soundcloud and itunes which happened for a long time but we are now on youtube nice. if you search our devastation podcast and on spotify yeah like a you real just, podcast yeah you can search our devastation podcast there um when we first started this podcast and wants to call it our devastation we thought that'll be a good idea <laughs> and then if you type in our devastation onto spotify every other podcast's set review of our devastation yeah. comes up <laughs> But we're definitely on it. If you type, you start typing in our devastation, uh, our podcast will come up. Um, if you want to like give it a rating or leave a comment on it on some kind of platform, that would be really helpful. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't have to go to Patreon to give us actual money. Just like sharing it with your friends or giving a review would be really helpful as well. Absolutely. Yeah. That 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 means more than than any any support on Patreon at the end of the day. Just like I mean, well, we say that. Yeah. <laughs> we say that, but also yeah. <laughs> please the patreon but yeah, absolutely. absolutely if you share it with people and leave us a review or a rating or something like that on any of those platforms would be amazing indeed indeed it would be but that is unfortunately all we have time for this week uh, once again we're approaching the second hour the god has returned so we'll see you again next week on hour of devastation 